Welcome to the I Crush Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Abe Delgado. First of all, I hope everyone is staying safe during these scary times. My thoughts and prayers are with everyone affected in any way by this deadly virus. I know many of my friends are small business owners. I'm praying for you guys. We'll get through this. In this episode, I chat with my buddies Brad and Brandon Doan of 1775 Texas Pit Barbecue, located in College Station, Texas. Actually, everyone in Texas calls it Bryan College Station since both cities are practically tied together. Well, these country boys are some of the nicest folks you'll ever meet, and they're doing some amazing things at the outskirts of this college town. Students from Texas A&M University, Blinn College, and residents from communities surrounding Bryan College Station all flock to this indoor-outdoor establishment. The views of the beautiful Texas country with cattle grazing in the distance, the smell of amazing barbecue and fresh homemade pies, it just transports you to a family outing. I visited late last year, and it definitely exceeded my expectations. They have a great story, which includes military service, over 20 years of restaurant experience, family pride and passion. You're not going to want to miss this one. I hope you enjoy their story. This is 1775 Texas Pit Barbecue. Hey, welcome to the iCrush Barbecue Show. Today, I am sitting with my buddies, Brad and Brandon Doan of 1775 Texas Pit Barbecue. What's up, fellas? How are you doing? Dude, doing great, man. Doing Just great. Uh, feeling like everybody else is with the coronavirus. But other than that, man, doing really good. <laughs> yeah. So I had the great pleasure of, heading, of uh, getting out there this past uh, December. Was blown away by you guys' food. I was, uh, you know, I had heard a lot about you guys. My buddy Brett down the road was like, dude, you got to go try these guys out. And, yeah. uh, man, it was, it was awesome. So I, I knew I had to get you guys on, on the, uh, on the show soon. So thanks again for joining. Oh, we, no appreciate we appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. So we'll just jump right in here. Um, first of all, let's find out a little bit about you guys, kind of where you grew up. And, yeah. um, you know, any kind of influences that you had growing up, uh, I guess, uh, we start with you, Brad, and then, uh, Brandon, you, you can chime in afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, of course, grew up in College Station, uh, ever since I was around about six, uh, we moved here. My dad, uh, he traveled, uh, working at different power plants across the United States. And, uh, so we lived all over growing up and including California too. <laughs> oh, really? What part? Yeah. Uh, outside close by San Bernardino. Oh, okay. So, so, yeah, uh, Victorville. Victorville. Kind of oh, okay. Yeah. There's a uh, Cracker Barrel restaurant out there. That's the closest one we have. So, if we're ever craving one, that's where we have to drive out to towards Victorville to get a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Not too so far. We were away. fairly young, man. I was in kindergarten during that time, and then, uh, then my dad had actually worked here in Texas back in the late seventies, and. Uh, got an offer to come back to Texas, uh, to work. And, uh, so we, uh, he wanted us to kind of get back where we had a steady schooling going on. We weren't jumping ship every six to 12 months and, and all that. So, uh, you know, we got back here to college station and this is where we, uh, set our roots here and, uh, and, uh, you know, 
still here to this day. <laughs> Heck yeah, that's a cool little town. It's yeah, a man. big, big college town, Texas A and M University. Okay. Um, yeah, and there's other colleges right there, Brian, Brian, uh, which is close to College Station, yeah, are right next to it. Lynn. Oh yeah, you got Blinn over there. You got uh, now. There's a new Relis campus uh, over here, uh, by 21. Uh, on the other side of Brian, uh, it's an A and M uh, campus as well. So it's just continuing to grow. I think there's uh, roughly high six, uh, like sixty seven, sixty eight thousand or so students uh, mm-hmm. now. So it's uh, and it continues to grow. So uh, it's great for uh, the Brian College Station community. You know, A and M. Uh, you know. Is the lifeblood of the town. <laughs> so as long as they're thriving, everybody else is thriving too. <laughs> yeah. And so how long have you guys been there in, in College Station? Oh, man. So I stayed here. Brandon, Brandon left before me. I, I stayed here through to high school. So when I graduated high school, I went in the Army, and then I, I went out to basic training uh, off Fort Leonardwood and, and did my thing with that. And then um, – I, I travel, so I'll let Brandon kind of tell you, you know, how long he's been here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, we grew up here, I think I was around in the third grade, and probably when I was about, I don't know, 21 years old or so, I went off to Austin for a little bit, for about four years, and then uh, went up north uh, with another company I was with, and they transferred me up there uh, into the Ohio area, and then uh, met my wife, and came back down here, wanted to come back home, and then... Um, I've been in the optical business for years, and uh, Brad's always talked to me about barbecue and stuff. And, uh, it's been fun, you know, working together with my brother and stuff like that, and, uh, and of course, family and my parents. And, uh, so, it, you know, time's flying. I mean, I can't believe it seems like yesterday. It was, uh, you know, I was up in another area. In the, but mm-hmm. I'd say total, uh, I've been back here for about 15 years now. Uh, wow. 15, 16 years, and, and then... Uh, you know, just getting close with the family, and, and uh, it's it's fun to have this as a family barbecue business. You know, it's been great. Yeah. What's the age difference between you you two? About three years. About three years. Yeah. yeah it, it's you mentioned the family thing. That's the first thing you get when you walk up to your place. It's yeah. like it feels like a family environment. You got. Uh, all of your family's involved in this business, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, my sister-in-law, my dad. I mean, yeah. It's everybody. Yeah, it, we don't have we don't have kids, so that that is the family you're looking. Yeah, at <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's such a cool spot too that you guys are in. Um, you know, it's pretty fortunate to find a really cool spot like that. Talk to us a little bit about the spot that you're in, and then we'll kind of go back to. Yeah to uh, the early years, but uh, I, fi- I figure it's a good time to talk about it now because we can paint the picture there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, you know, we were doing just pop-ups and events and stuff, uh, different mm-hmm. caterings. Just really started slow, you know, kind of getting our recipes where we wanted them, uh, getting our feet wet in the community a little bit. Then my brother and I were like, man, you know, catering's pretty seasonal. You know, we kind of need to look at something that's more, you know, steady. So uh, we talked to some different businesses about parking the trailer out on their parking lots and stuff like that. And some of them are willing to do it with a certain charge. We're like, man, you know, there's got to be something else. So my brother and I were just driving out on uh, Highway 60 uh, going towards Snook, man, because we wanted to say, hey, maybe there's some land out here. We, we talked about buying some land at one point. So we drove out, and the guy had a for lease sign out of the gate right close to the river. 
like, man, I wonder what he's doing with that property. So we went in and uh, talked to the gentleman that owned the property and uh, said, well, this is what I'm looking to do. I'm leasing out, you know, three different spaces inside that big building. And, uh, you know, here's the pricing. You build the suit however you like it. I'm like, okay. And he gave us a price. He's like, well, it has a little more than what we want to do. So we kind of sat on it for a couple of weeks. And he contact, contacted me back and said, hey, man, I'm going to build some more buildings out there. Uh, how would you like having a building on the end? It'll suit the budget that you're looking for and get that look uh, that you're wanting as far as being out in the country. And we'll get you all set up. We'll build whatever you need, man. Uh, and you can add on as you want to. So you go at your own pace. And we're sitting here looking at each other and go, man, this doesn't come across your table every day, man. So uh, <laughs> so we need a, So we had a family discussion. It didn't take long. We had to convince the old man. You know, the old man was kind of like, man, you know, it's kind of middle of nowhere. You know, nobody's going to drive out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's a believer. Yeah, now he's, now he's a believer. So we were always told by uh, people we respect in the barbecue community, like, hey, man, it doesn't matter where you go. If you have good barbecue, people will come out, man. They'll find you. So, <laughs> oh no, no doubt, no doubt. And so that, um, so when I was in the pit room, I looked to, to the back, and there's yeah. beautiful open Texas country. You have um, you have cattle in the background. Um, yeah. It's just it's just beautiful, just beautiful out there. And you said the cattle come up right up to the back usually yeah. sometimes. Yeah, depending where they, when they have them grazing out there, uh, they'll come uh-huh. out to the fence line, uh, usually around probably four or five in the you know, early evening, and, uh, and and just kind of troll that fence line out there, man. So it's pretty neat. And that's yeah. all A and M's property behind us, you know. They, yeah. that, that's that's all theirs. So yeah. So for the folks listening, um, a little background about the Texas A and M uh, program. Can you give us a little bit of a insight into that? Yeah, Texas A&M actually is one of the only uh, colleges that I know of uh, that actually has a barbecue course, you know, for freshmen over at A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they also produce with Food Waste Texas the uh, Camp Brisket and uh, barbecue camps that uh, people get on waiting lists for, you know, I don't know how long, probably a few years before they get selected because right. uh, it's such a limited amount. But uh, they bring them out there, and that property is right next door to us. So it's mm-hmm. uh, really cool. Everybody comes into town and they uh, they do those for people all over the country, you know. So it's not just Texas; it's it's all over. So it's yeah. neat to, and to teach them about Texas barbecue, and uh, they do their thing over there. So it's uh, it's pretty nice. That's how we met a lot of the people in the barbecue community was because of that. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and so you have like a little covered area where you have uh, your trailer. You also have um, a cool uh, pit area that you you guys built back there, and yeah. then. Uh, a little dining hall next to uh, the little covered patio where the trailer sits, um, which is, man, it's a great setup for you guys. Yeah. Is, has it been everything that you wanted it to be? Yeah. yeah so, take this one, yeah. Yeah. So far, I mean, you know, it's a, you know, you go in steps or stages, we always say, and, you know, mm-hmm. you don't go too far out. And what I'm enjoying is uh, the growth of it and uh, the customers coming out and uh, the, the look on their face after they eat the barbecue and, and stuff. And, and I, I just really enjoy that myself. And I think the family does too, you know, that's what makes it the enjoyment. Yeah. It's not easy work, but uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, our enjoyment is uh, their expression and let them kind of judge everything. You know, uh, like Brad's always said, you know, we cook it and 
then let them judge it, you know, type thing. So yeah. it's uh, been great, but the the building, uh, we, we couldn't ask for a better, better spot and, you know, and, and just the growth out there. But Brad and I, I've always been being in Texas and stuff, wanting that country uh, feel. And uh, that's what drew us out there, you know, uh, to yeah. a lot of, got to have that country setting. It's funny, hey. man, going back and cooking a one brisket, man. You know, you cook a one brisket, yeah. like, yeah, man, a rocking day. We sold that one brisket. <laughs> then go to two to see the progression, man. Now we have a yeah. new pick. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're excited, man. We're excited. Yeah, I'm really excited about the new pit. So. What, what are you getting? Got a Moberg coming, brother. Oh, and, nice. And yeah. so the Moberg should be here. We, we just went up there to visit Sonny at his uh, new shop. Out in Dripping Springs uh, with Mr. Brett and uh, my dad, Brandon, and I, and uh, went and uh, visited with him. And so it looked like sometime, you know, hopefully in in May, sometime, somewhere around there. So here in a couple months, I should be ready to go. Of course, we're all dealing with the the coronavirus stuff, so we're kind of, you know, playing it by ear. But right now, right. it's looking like the end of May, so you should be set wow. up. That. And hopefully, What's this. That? <laughs> yeah. What size? <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a thousand gallon. So we got a thousand nice. and maroon. So it's Aggie maroon. It's going to be uh, showcasing, you know, what the what the Brian College Station is all about. And uh, always include Brian in there, man, because you know they're part of the community. Too. That's right. Even though <laughs> yeah. I'm with College Station, you know, but I still support Brian. <laughs> yeah, most people that uh, you know that are from the area call uh, call it Brian College Station. Oh, yeah. So if you're if you're from the area, you know that that's uh, that's right. <laughs> that's the way you call it. Uh, so. Brandon, you said you were in the optical business. You know, how did that come about? And uh, where did you ever do any restaurant work prior uh, to this? So, and, no, in fact, I mean, I, I still do uh, the optical and stuff. And, and, you know, how that came about when I got out of school, uh, um, my mom, when I was in the summertime, I wanted to pick up some extra work as I was working out football and stuff like that. And uh, I got into the lab side of the business where you make glasses and uh, I just really enjoyed that part of it. And so uh, I just, after school, I, I decided I wanted to go full force, uh, got my certification in it and stuff and um, been doing it for the last 25 years. And uh, wow. so it's, it's been great. And what's, what's been going on is when Brad talked to, talked to us about this barbecue and Brad's been in the food business, you know, what, 20 some years. Ever since I've been out of the army. Yeah. yeah ever since mm-hmm. been out of the army. And, and so, um, you know, I trust him a lot. He knows what he's doing. He does a great job. And, uh, so I, I was like, Hey, let, let's try it and see. And, you know, uh, my work schedule, you know, I, I, am more of the weekend warrior <laughs> on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Brad's there, you know, most of the time through the week. And so he showed me a lot, you know, with that. As far as the pit side of the business stuff, you know, we've always cooked things in the backyard and I had a smoker in my backyard and we just played around with some stuff and, of course, Dad did, you know, showed us some things, and but uh, Brad really showed us a lot, you know, him being in the business and stuff, and yeah. um, so uh, it it's really opened my eyes. Uh, you know, I, I didn't realize, I guess, everything that went into the restaurant business, you know, because I knew one side of a uh, of a medical side of the business, but when I go over to a restaurant, I'm just amazed at um, at the enjoyment that people get, you know, out of it. I mean, you don't yeah. see too many people that's uh, I feel like. You know, don't don't enjoy it. You know, every uh, you know barbecue place that we've been to, and you don't see anyone ever uh, really uh, down. You know, they really enjoy what they do, and and so it's it's helping me grow in it. You know, I'm, I'm still learning some things. You know, Brad showing me some stuff. 
that he does, and and I just really really like it. Every pit master's got their own little tricks. Yeah, so you teach them. You know, you're reluctant to teach, but you know, it's your family. You kind of get them in and say, "Man, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely." <laughs> And what's cool about it is that you guys have such an open area where people can come back and talk to you and yeah, man. say, man, you guys are killing it. This was awesome. And you that's get great, that satisfaction, man. man. I'm sure that that's, that's what drives you. <laughs> oh, yeah, because like most barbecue guys, you know, we, we like to eat each other's guys' joints, you know, and eat their cue. And so we always appreciate when they come out and eat and, and when our regular customers tell you what the food you know, was like for them that day. And that's what gives you. Yeah, that's that's why we do it. We don't do it for profits or money. We, we do it for because we love barbecue and we love uh, sharing that with the community and, and people coming out to eat. You know, it's not, you know, that's, you know, if you're getting into it with any other reason besides that, then I don't know. I think you're getting it for the wrong reasons. It's a lot of work, man. I, is, I, I, I enjoy I enjoy being on the other side of the counter. Let you guys do all the work, and I do all the eating. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you yeah, go. man. You know, somebody the other day asked me, so I bet you eat a lot of barbecue. I said, no. <laughs> I said, you, you don't eat much of it after yeah. dealing with it. And you don't do it for money, but the money is nice when it does come, too, though. So. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Keep the lights on. <laughs> Yeah, I used to have a chicken place, man, and like after uh, after we opened it, uh, I hardly ate chicken. You know, it was just like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna eat that all the time. <laughs> like we would trade with other restaurants at the end of the day if we had any leftovers. You know, like uh, hey man, trade you a couple of you know a couple of chickens for some pizzas. You know, or something right. like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I get you, man. And it's good going to like Brad's because I'm getting some tacos and some different barbecue joints. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, like Russell and John, those guys doing pastrami and stuff. So that's, it's good to, you know, have some yeah. other options. And we're looking at doing some different stuff out here as well once the Moberg gets done. And I got some more pit space to play around with. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll talk about your menu here in a little bit. But yeah, man, man that, that you guys are, are crushing it. So, well, Brad, let's get to you now, kind of your yeah. background. I know you mentioned that, uh, that you went to the army after high school. Can yeah. we talk a little bit about that? And then yeah. uh, kind of question after that. Yeah, man. So I went in the service out of high school, uh, you know, uh, basically did, uh, had the summer off at, at a high school, uh, worked at a local joint here in town and then, uh, went in a fall in Fort Leonard Wood, uh, in Missouri. Uh, that's where I did my basic training is home of the engineer. So, uh, all your army, uh, you know, Air Force, uh, you know, Marine Corps, all those guys uh, go to engineer school over at uh, Fort Linderwood now. So, so I was able to go through basic and then get to AIT, which is our school, uh, advanced individual training and, uh, and do all that, which is like your trade school, you know, of course, like going to, you know, a little small college or something. And I, I was in school with the Marines and stuff. So we all took the same courses together. So it's pretty neat. I'd uh, had that little camaraderie and, and, and work with those guys on a day to day basis. And then, I was probably in two weeks, man, at AIT, and they posted where your first duty station was. Of course, I think they know this when you sign up the first day. They already got it lined <laughs> out, man. <laughs> but I was going to South Korea, man, and I was like, really? <laughs> oh, and man. Guys, and there's guys going to Hawaii and you know, all over, staying in the States <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, in Germany, you know, I really wanted to go to Germany. You know, my uncle was there during the 80s. I was like, man, I'd love to go to Germany. But uh, South Korea, man, so it was definitely a culture shock because I went to basic training. With basically a t-shirt on and shorts, man. And when I got out of AIT, it was snowing and cold. And uh, I had to go uh, to the PX, buy some clothes. And 
God almighty. Drove to St. Louis and uh, flew out of St. Louis to Seattle, Washington, and uh, then Seattle straight to 16-hour flight to Korea, man. <laughs> God almighty, that's... It's, it wasn't fun, man. <laughs> Culture shock for anybody, Culture really. Shock, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, where did they send me in? First thing off the plane, man, we got to do a terrorism debrief. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Where am I at, man? <laughs> yeah, man. Where am I at? Any great memorable moments that you had out there that really stick out? i tell you what, man. Uh, you know, when I got back to the States, it was pretty normal, man. It was like a nine-to-five mm-hmm. deal. Back in Korea, you know, we had a lot of cool stuff. You had alerts going on. So mm-hmm. 2nd Infantry Division was real close to us. And if they, you know, they uh, did what they call like fall grains and had these little sirens go off, uh, they wouldn't tell you if it was real or not. So you didn't know if it was oh, hitting the wow. This was just a training exercise. So you would grab your gear. You had a gear that was sealed. That was for wartime only. And then you had your regular uh, training gear, uh, you know, that you had, that you did used every week. So we'd go down, set up in a motor pool. I was a, you know, engineer mechanic. So I had a little truck with a welder on the back and a generator and, <laughs> and all that and all my tools. And, uh, We'd line up the cars in the motor pool and get ready to go. Like we're getting, uh, you know, going out uh, to combat. And uh, then that was probably the coolest stuff we did while we were in there, man, really, to be honest with you. I mean, the culture of going down to Seoul, seeing different things, home of Samsung, you know, different electronic markets. I mean, they had DVDs and the PlayStation stuff before it was out here. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, you can watch it. <laughs> so it was pretty neat, man, how that stuff, uh, you know, was going on down there. But uh, I think the training and those, uh, you know, getting those alerts and going through that process, man, it's uh, nerve wracking because you don't know if it's real or not. But I tell you what, man, it's uh, it's it gets your blood flowing, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely get your blood flowing, brother. Yeah, I can't. Of course, I can't nothing, even nothing ever happened. It was all it was all training when I was there. So uh, of course, I was in there during the Clinton years. There wasn't uh, a lot going on. Uh, of course, you still had dictatorships over. In, North Korea, but uh, Kim Jong Un's daddy was a uh, was around then, so yeah, he's he's a little more he was a little more sane than his his son, I think. <laughs> or, <laughs> I shouldn't say sane, but a little more practical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're both crazy. They're yeah. both crazy. <laughs> yeah, know, you hate to say one's better than the other, but <laughs> right. and then uh, then when I got done with Korea, man, you know, I went to Fort Carson in Colorado and finished up. Beautiful, man. I loved it up there. I almost stayed, to be honest with you. Oh, my God, really? I almost stayed. I loved it so much. Not so much the winters, man, but this summer and spring, it was beautiful. Uh, trout fishing over there, uh, going down to the, you know, they had craft breweries around that really didn't have down here, you know, so that stuff was mm-hmm. already becoming pretty popular up there, but uh, the different foods and stuff, barbecue, of course, you know, we had to cook our own barbecue. There was no, <laughs> I think they had a, uh, I think an old county line or something there, man, <laughs> back in the day there. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't much uh, as far as that goes. But the country, uh, the mountains, I mean, just beautiful, man. I'm sure you've been through there, too, as well. But it's, it's a beautiful country. Yeah, what's that near? Uh, uh, Colorado Springs. So you had the okay. Air Force Academy there, too. So the cool thing about the Air Force Academy is, you know, they have an NCAA football team, and they play teams like Notre Dame and stuff like that. So you could go to the games over there. Uh, of course, being active duty, you know, you get either, you know, free tickets or discounted tickets and go watch the game. And uh, pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Man. Man. And that stadium sits right on the bottom, man. You got Pikes Peak there in that stadium sitting right there. It's pretty cool, man. It's not very big, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Cool stuff, man. 
Yeah, cool, man. So how long were you in? I was in uh, a little over three and a half years. Okay. And then, uh, once I got done with that, uh, basically uh, came back to Texas. Like I said, I was on the fence of staying in Colorado or, you know, coming back to Texas. But, you know, when you grow up in Texas, man, it's, it, it's hard to leave, man. And, mm-hmm. and not come back. <laughs> Anybody from the state, man. So, you know, it. <laughs> You're believe me. <laughs> I know. I, I get, I get the whole, uh, man, I see you more now that you live in California than when you lived here, you know, because <laughs> I, I, I love going back, you know, and, yeah, and seeing my yeah. friends and eating good barbecue. But, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, when I came back, uh, you know, you're in that transition, man, of trying to figure out, you know, what are you going to do you know, for the rest of your life, you know? And I was debating, okay, am I going to go back to school? You know, Texas A&M had a core cadet program over there. Could, you know, go back uh, and do, do some college, get a degree from there, or uh, just go straight up to work, man. And uh, I had a good friend of mine I grew up with, and uh, his uncles had a mason company, and I went and mixed mud and did all that stuff for those guys and uh, lay some brick and stuff. I didn't really lay the brick. I just laid the mud and brought the wheelbarrows over there, man. <laughs> and, uh, and, and did all that stuff. And I cut, you know, I had the saw over there, cutting stone and all that for these, you know, these awesome stone homes down here. So I did that for about, I'd say two or three months, man. Then uh, a friend of my uh, uncle's was managing a, a, a barbecue joint that became, now it's the largest probably chain barbecue joint in the country. And, uh, at the time, they only had a couple stores and uh, asked me if I wanted to, hey, you want to come work? You know, you, just, you, you don't like what you're doing over there. You want to come over here? I said, no, I like what I'm doing here. But, you know, I'm always looking for a different, op- you know, an opportunity to better yeah. myself. He was telling me about, hey, this is a growing company. There might be some management opportunities later on down the road and stuff. And and I jumped on it, started off busting tables, man, cleaning and then working in, uh, in the kitchen, the pits, cutting, cashiering. Um, you know, learning it all, man. So, and then, uh, kind of took off from there, man, from that one location to, I think they got over 50 stores now from, if I'm correct. (laughs) Is is it one of those that's, uh, next to a gas station or? Yeah. 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 (laughs) So a Rudy's country store. It's it's Rudy's (laughs) Rudy's barbecue. They want to mess with their trademarks. (laughs) Yeah. Rudy's barbecue. So they, uh, they had a store in New Braunfels that they'd opened up in the, I believe in it, sometime in the late nineties. And then, uh, the Austin group was a franchise group. So that was different ownership. And then you had the original one was in Leon Springs, you know, out there by you know, outside of San Antonio and stuff. So that, uh, that was a different ownership as well. That was the original, you know, the original guy. So he bought that off, uh, and I'll give you a little Rudy's history here, man. <laughs> they bought that off uh, Phil Romano, the guy that started Budweiser's Macaroni Grill and stuff. So, oh, okay. He started that. Yeah, he started that concept. Uh, the guy was cooking barbecue and stuff, and then he came up with the name and all that other, you know, aspect of it. He liked the country store. The breakfast tacos were big. You obviously in the hill country and stuff, and and doing that. So, I tell you, and, and they cook on J&R pits, so they're cooking on all wood rotisseries and stuff. So, uh, I mean, for what they're doing and, and how they're producing the mass to the masses, I mean, they're doing it, you know, they're doing it the right way. They're not, you mm-hmm. know, taking, you know, they don't do everything from scratch, obviously, or none of that. But they, uh, for what they do, uh, for how many locations they got, they, they got a pretty good operation going on. Over there. Yeah, so. yeah. That's a hell of a place to cut your teeth in, you know? I mean, you, it you is, learned man. To- yeah. I tell you, 
here in College Station, it, the store wasn't that busy except on football games. I remember mm-hmm. they played Notre Dame here at A&M, and, and the line was out. There's a there's two other – there's a fast food joint next to it and then another restaurant, and the line was almost to that third restaurant. <laughs> People coming in uh, to get barbecue, and I was like, man, check this out. Uh, but we, we would run like three or four cutters on the line, like seven, six, seven cashiers. I mean, you could get to where somebody was at the front door, and we used to have games, so get a stopwatch. I said, I'll get you in there because some people see a line. They don't want to eat. You know, they want to say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to turn around and go somewhere else. Well, I said, I can get you in 10 minutes. You'll have your food, and you'll be going to your table 10 minutes from this entrance door. No, mm-hmm. man. I said, if I don't, I'll buy it for you. So I go back there to the cutters, or I get back there and cut. I say, all right, we got 10 minutes. That guy at the door over there, let's get him in 10 minutes. Or I'm buying his, uh, buying his meal. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But, of course, you know, we weren't using prime grain, you know. And that was before pre, you know, Aaron Franklin days and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and we're using select. Uh, you know, we get 50-pound boxes of rub already mixed up, and we dump them in. And uh, just there's no pre-trimming. There's none of that. Uh, everything was cut after the, the meat product was done. There was no wrapping briskets and pitting them back on. There was no, you know, none of that stuff. Uh, you know, we did wrap uh, a couple other different meats, but we didn't we didn't wrap that stuff. And that was pretty normal, you know, for most joints back in those, you know, in the two, early 2000s and stuff until, you know, Aaron Franklin, you know, he's still, you know, that's only been like about 10 years. So that's still pretty mm-hmm. young. And as far as how that, you know, craft style barbecue was really taken off. So, but we, uh, you know, as far as Rudy's goes, you know, I always wanted to do it on offset pits and stuff. I knew it was more mm-hmm. work, but even during that time, I loved cooking. You know, I worked mm-hmm. my way up to managing partner in the company and, and traveled and opened stores up. But man, my true love was always back there with the meats and cooking and stuff. I always liked doing offsets. You know, any free time I had at home or whatever, we were trying to cook something, man, you know, mm-hmm. back there. So I had a, I had a Weber uh, gas grill, had uh, the kettle. And I had an all-set smoker, so I had three cookers, yeah. you know, and all that. And that's, you know, you pick which one you want to cook that day. If I want something quick, I can fire up the gasser, man. I'll just cook a burger real quick. But, you know, if I wanted to smoke meats, I had that. And, you know, I used to smoke meats. I cooked briskets on Weber's before, man, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You turn it in an offset smoker, put your coals on one side, and, you know, you got to turn it every hour. You got to rotate them. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, man, you know, it's, uh, you know. It does what it needs to do. I think hey. everybody probably needs to have a Weber a kettle in their arsenal. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least at home, not at the business, but at home. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, a, a true pit master can cook on anything, right? I mean, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. You figure it out, man. You can. It just takes me a couple times to figure out the temperature, the heat on it, and all that. Then usually I'm good to go, you know? Yeah. Figure yeah. it out. <laughs> I always joke with myself, fire up the old Smokey. <laughs> the old Smokey. <laughs> <laughs> now the J and R's, those were easy. You know, you set the dial on two fifty, and you're you're good. Of course, we we pit it on one eighty overnight. Uh, throw the briskets on, loaded up one eighty. Still got a cold base coming in five in the morning or so, and shoveled out. And, you know, I guess I shouldn't say too much. They might try to tell me I'm giving all their trade secrets away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ah, they won't listen to this anyway. <laughs> yeah. So. That's that was kind of your initiation into the the commercial barbecue space. Um, you also had some more restaurant experience. Uh, you you had extensive yeah. restaurant experience, right? Yeah, Talk to yeah. us a little bit about that. Yeah, 
Well, uh, and even something in between. So when I got done with Rudy's, I wanted to come back down to Central Texas. I was up in the Panhandle in Amarillo. So mm-hmm. left, you know, Rudy's, come down uh, Central Texas, and I started doing, uh, I worked for an automotive retail, uh, a national chain of uh, automotive retail, an NTB franchise, actually, out there in uh, Temple, Texas. So okay. I was down there, uh, I was down there uh, close to old Steve's, uh, Steve's hood over there, man. <laughs> down in Temple, yeah. man. Steve Mossler. So, yeah, I uh, I worked there for good, what, two years, man. Slinging tires, selling tires, service. You need some brakes, old change, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, outside of barbecue, probably cars or, or mainly trucks, uh, probably the next passion, man. You know, I, lo- I love either going and looking at, at vehicles or driving different diesels or cars. And, you know, my dad was into that too. My dad's a mechanic by trade. So uh, I was like, yeah, man, those are, uh, that was, you know, your second passion. And a lot of guys, you know, there is too, you know, barbecues and cars, man. So we, yeah. uh, you know, so we did that and uh, I did that for two years. And then I said, man, food's really my passion. You know, I got to get back in some food. So uh, I left there and worked uh, for a restaurant concept, a Hooters concept. <laughs> yeah. And uh, out in Colleen. And it used to be in an old, it's funny, it used to be an old Poncho's uh, Mexican buffet. Yeah, so, I remember um, those. Yeah, so you remember those. So uh, the building was pretty old. It was pretty run down, man. It needed some work. But the company was in a transition from going where they had franchises in the state of Texas to going corporate. So they totally changed, uh, you know, their model and what they were going for uh, a little bit and stuff. So where we used to make stuff from scratch, like the ranches and all that stuff. Then it started going by, uh, you know, already pre-made stuff. And, uh, you know, customers notice, man, you know, especially the Texas uh, Hooters customers, they notice, you know, ranch is liquid gold down here, man. So that's Oh, it. yeah. They know if it's made from <laughs> scratch or it's out of a, you know, a tub or something. So, man, we, uh, so anyways, I did that, man, for a while. And then, uh, but I was driving. I was living in a town called Hewitt, which is a suburb of Waco. So I was mm-hmm. driving an hour there, an hour back pretty much each day so when i would close at night you know because it was a bar you know we didn't close till midnight and then i would get out of there at two in the morning drive back yeah. and sometimes i had to come back and open and be there like at seven in the morning or you know six to seven so i said man this is just getting this is getting old man <laughs> so, <laughs> so another uh restaurant concept uh called twin peaks came uh in waco they were opening in waco and actually they were opening one up in Colleen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first and uh, happened to have a meeting with uh, some of their ownership group as a franchise group actually uh, had a meeting with them and then they uh, said man it'd be nice to live at home man where I only could commute and their fact they were building the location only about probably eight minutes from my house so I was like that's nice man it's a lot yeah. better than that Max. <laughs> so I went and worked for them uh, you know for a little while then of course uh you know, we got the ball rolling with that concept and it was starting to grow. And then, of course, you know, we had the, uh, you know, the issue with uh, the uh, shootout that yeah. happened out there and, uh, you know, with the bike groups and stuff and, and all that. So that was, uh, that was definitely, uh, definitely something that changed my outlook on a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was I that. I, mean, I remember what, it was just, it's not, that was, uh, I don't, I don't wish that on anybody, you know, being mm-hmm. through something like that. Uh, you know, the hardships that everybody had to go through. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it was something that shouldn't have happened, man, to be honest with you. Shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't ever. 
<laughs> yeah, that made national news. And uh, were you actually there, or were you? Yeah, just... yeah, I was there that day. Yeah, I was there. Oh that day. wow. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was crazy, man. Because it was a it was a Sunday afternoon, man. It was just a normal mm-hmm. day, dude, really. I mean, we had people in there eating inside. Not many. There was just a couple, you know, groups eating, but it looked like everybody was just kind of out there having a good time, you know, because it was supposed to be about uh, some legislation stuff that these guys do in the community. It's mainly mm-hmm. talking about community work that a lot of these bike groups do and stuff. And not only in Texas, they do it, you know, of course, all over. But mm-hmm. uh, so we, I never. Never in a million years would have thought that uh, they would have done something on a day like that in a setting that was about talking about their rights. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't about, you know, my right. It was about their rights, you know. And uh, if you can't come together for that, I don't, you know, I don't know, man. I was yeah. like, but it was, it, it was, a, you know, like I said, I don't wish that on anybody. And, you know, to be honest with you, we really, uh, I really tried. I don't even discuss it that much, to be honest, but it's good to get the story out so people understand it. Um, yeah. Of course, you know, there, there's different things going on litigation-wise I can't talk about, but, um, you know, civil stuff. But other than that, I uh, fortunately, I'm not involved in it anymore <laughs> as far yeah. as any of that goes. But uh, they're, they're still, they got outstanding stuff from the company and everything else that's still going on. Well, first of all, thank you for your service to our country. Yes, um, sir. Yeah, I appreciate uh, appreciate that very much, and, and all of our soldiers. And uh, thanks for opening up about that. I know it's yeah. it's a hard thing it's to difficult. talk about. It yeah, is. it's difficult, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Well, I'm glad you made it out <laughs> all right, and and got yeah. this barbecue thing going, man. Yeah. So after after that, um, when did you start doing, or or how did you start kind of coming up with barbecue pop ups? Well, after that, uh, of course, you know, I still continue to work for the, uh, that company for about yeah, about four months after that, uh, different mm-hmm. locations and stuff. So I did that for a while. Then, uh, you know, I'm like, you know, it, it just, I, I needed to do something else. So I got away from the, from that company and then, uh, started playing around, just cooking in the backyard, really mm-hmm. just coming up with different stuff. And then I started looking at different properties in smaller towns. I was still living in Hewitt at the time. I was like, man, you know, there's some towns here that don't have much barbecue, you know. Uh, there's some towns here that don't have much barbecue, you know. I was like, you know, this is something that could work if somebody really took the time and effort to, you know, to branch out from what they're doing and, you know, and go out and make it happen. And uh, so we just started talking, man, as a family. And then, uh, my brother and I, we started talking about trailers like, hey, uh, you know, first thing was the pit. Obviously, the first, the first <laughs> thing you got to get out of the way is the pit. So, you know. At that time, I didn't know Sonny. I didn't know some of these other builders. Uh, I knew, uh, you know, we knew of David Close down in Houston. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, he's a big time name in pit building you know, over the last uh, 30 years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, he built the largest barbecue smoker out there on that semi. So mm-hmm. uh, we said, okay, we're going to go ahead and do that. And uh, we went down and saw a shop. He kind of gave me a guideline like, hey, I can have this pit built in three weeks. I was like, really? Three weeks? Like today? <laughs> And he already had trailer pits out there. Like, he could have bought one basically right off the shelf, man, ready to roll. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like, man, okay. So I said, yeah, let's go ahead. And we changed some stuff. We wanted uh, the Santa Maria grill on the front. We wanted to do some different things because we thought we were going to do a lot of outdoor cooking at different Mm -hmm. different options. So we got the pit lined up. So we got the pit done. Then uh, the pit got finished. Then we started realizing that, there wasn't a lot of opportunities without having our own little mobile kitchen and, and everything else. 
it wasn't as easy just taking that pit out there and setting up. You know, there's a lot of different health codes and stuff that you had to follow and selling at the things. gas station, selling <laughs> at the gas stations and stuff. Yeah, man, it can't go rogue on it, you know. And being yeah. a food businessman, my ultimate goal is always to keep people safe. As far as you know, <laughs> keeping you know, this whole washing your hands stuff here—that's that's secondary, man. The restaurant guys, you know. So mm -hmm. uh, you just do it automatically. But anyways, we so we come out. I was like, man, we got to have something. So I found a guy in Spiegelville which was actually right down the road from uh, Philip over at uh, Hellbird Barbecue. It's like literally right down the road from his joint now. Oh, yeah? Guy just started getting started building trailers and stuff. He'd done it for a couple of years, but he's like, hey, we do concession trailers too. I was like, okay, man. I was like, uh, well, here's what I'm looking at. You know, shoot me over a price. So he did. He shot me over a price, and uh, I was like, okay. So we had another family discussion. So, hey, man, what do you think about this? This will give us a mobile kitchen. We'll do a lot more, you know, having a three compartment sinks and fridge units, proofers, and all kinds of goodies cut inside, air conditioning, you know, man, uh, heat in the winter. It's like, this is, uh, you know, we need to Cadillac this thing a little bit, man. So, uh, we, so, we, so we got the trailer, man. And uh, again, it only took him, I think, uh, what, two months? Two around two months to get, about eight, yeah, eight weeks to get that finished. And I was going to do a triangle. So my initial goal was to pull that thing around to Waco, Colleen, and Temple, and do a triangle, because I knew people in Colleen, mm -hmm. I knew a few people in, in Temple, not as much, as much as I did in Colleen and Waco, but I knew some people in those areas, so, okay, we can triangle this thing out. Mm -hmm. uh, so those were hard, you know, those were long discussions we had for a good, you know, couple months or so, but then it just kept beating me, man, and, man, I want to come back home. I really want to come back home. After all that stuff that happened, I wanted to get away from you know, all that stuff. And I said, man, I want to come back home uh, where I grew up and uh, knew that there wasn't really a craft-style barbecue or destination-style barbecue. There was good you know, barbecue joints I grew up eating and stuff that are still here today. Mm -hmm. But I wanted a destination-style barbecue joint, and uh, we, there, we didn't see one really in the community, you know. So I would drive down here, you know, and off, you know, during the weekends and stuff, coming down to Houston to check on the pit, yeah. uh, on the status of it. And that's where it really said, Hey man, let's cook for some friends. Let's cook for some buddies and stuff. Uh, of course, you know, when you're giving out free food, you know, those guys are always going to say, everything's good, good man. <laughs> <laughs> but we got our first paying customer. And then, uh, then we got another one. And then my dad's neighbor, he's a judo coach at Texas A&M. So mm -hmm. he bought some, uh, some barbecue for a party of theirs and he has friends in California and, and uh, all around from the judo stuff. And, uh, so they ate, it's like, yeah, man, this is good. And I said, Hey, you know, we could, you could really get the ball rolling down here on this stuff, man. So then we started pushing a cater, you know, cause most guys will tell you, obviously the catering, you know, most of the margin of what we do is in catering really mm -hmm. uh, the more catering, the better. But so we started getting, uh, we got signed up a deal where we got into uh, some of these convention centers and stuff here locally our name on the list, like, hey, we're a preferred caterer. Give me a call if you got a wedding, you got something out like that. Then I finally got a call for like a 400-person one. And most of the time we've been doing like 50 to 100. You know, it's not mm -hmm. you know, for a caterer, not near that much. So 400 was like a big, big take on for us, man. You know, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. man, will this pit even hold that much meat? Can we cook this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to prep for like three or four days. And then, well, uh, you're like, hell, we can do it. We can do it. Yeah. We can do it, man. <laughs> and then they just started eating it, man. And we became, you know, you know, somewhat successful doing that. And uh, we said, man, I, you know, then that kind of ties into where Brandon and I started driving out, finding out the weekly spots, man, that 
you know what, man? I said, you know, I think we can do this. If we do it right, we stick to our principles. We do every, you know, we do everything handmade. I, th- I think we can really, truly bring something here that the, the community would, uh, you know, gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they did, man. You know, a lot of help, of course, Dr. Sable and Griffin and then uh, Mr. Ray Riley and those guys over at A&M, man, for helping, you know, coming in and being some of our first customers to check out and get our name. Cause we've done no advertising, man. I've not spent mm-hmm. one penny on advertising. So mm-hmm. any bit we get where, whether it be, you know, people like you, Abe, and, and, you know, these other, these other group outlets out there, you know, like the bucket list stuff and then these other stuff coming out there, that's really helpful to our business, man. Because, uh, you know, when you're starting a business, you know, you, you don't have a lot of capital built up at the beginning. Sometimes, you know, some, yeah. some people are doing it and they're starting it because they believe in what they're doing, but you, you're saving every penny, man, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, we, we rely were, a lot on word of mouth. We were very fortunate yeah. that the A&M, you know, we started getting some different departments over there for catering. And then uh, then once people started coming out and then, you know, Texas Monthly and stuff, you know, kickstarted too, that, that helped as well. So, you know, we got to a situation where in a span of about six months, a lot of stuff started kind of going our way, man. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we're definitely humbled about that, appreciative, man, because we know where we started. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know the truth. We know where a lot of trials and tribulations a lot of guys go through uh, doing this type of stuff. So we, uh, I mean, we count our lucky stars every day that we're where we're at today from where we're at three years ago, you know, four years yeah. ago. And stuff. Yeah, man. So, but that's really, you know, kind of where we're at now because we're at to the progression where we got a new, you know, the bigger pit coming. Like I said, we got, um, we all have to, you know, sacrifice some to get through this coronavirus issue and uh, ensure that our community safe. And uh, that we're serving them uh, and providing food for them too, man. Yeah, that's a big me during the coronavirus is ensure that as long as I can stay open to sell barbecue, I'm going to do it to ensure mm-hmm. that my community has something to eat. Because not everybody mm-hmm. can get to the grocery store, not everybody can get to you know the get you know what, whatever food supply they have going on. They need to get something and it provides them something different. Like hey, mm-hmm. man, I'm something different. So uh, instead of ramen noodles and, and everything else that's on the shelf. <laughs> I don't yeah, know man. And I had been, I had been there in a couple of weeks. I don't even know. I got like to find toilet paper, man. And I was like, <laughs> I yeah, stops down the road here, man. So I can go over there and steal something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty crazy out here in California with all of that. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's. Uh, hopefully, we'll get through it pretty quick and uh, yep. get everything. Yeah, I'm I'm just uh, thankful for you guys. You know, you these small businesses out there. And uh, we all need to support you guys, and we need to support everyone else around us in our in our community because uh, you know at the end of the day, you guys are the ones that are uh, that are going to be around for us. At, you know, when all this is over, we really appreciate it, man. I, watching the community come out and do the support and do that, man, it, it means the world to us, man. And I, I'm not only speaking for us; I'm sure I can speak for other guys too, man. And and uh, how. Uh, excited they are seeing the community come together because there's so much division going on man you know and stuff. Mm-hmm. everybody comes together it's, it's such a wonderful thing to see man and barbecue to me out of all the food out there it's the one thing that i think it brings everybody together closer oh together. yeah absolutely i love i love some other food too but <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a so- city guy <laughs> neither am i man <laughs> you can tell i love me some barbecue <laughs> yeah. um so that first pit that you bought what size was it is a traditional offset smoker yeah. 
So we got a trailer pit at first, man. So it's a 23 foot long. It's a 30 by 8 chamber, 3 eighths pipe with a 20, uh, 30 by 30 insulated firebox line. Uh, it's got a 24 by 48 quarter inch uh, uh, slide out Santa Maria style charcoal. And mm-hmm. then it's got a couple burners up front. So you can do crawfish bowls, catfish fries, cast iron stuff, uh, and things like that. And also got a grass burner uh, that I start the firebox up because I don't use any charcoal. Uh, so I just, you know, I, I hook up the uh, grass burner up to it. So I got a quick connect on the trailer pit. So I don't have to haul a tank around, you know, mm-hmm. and take it to the back of the firebox and fire it up. I got a quick connect on that trailer. And then I turn that gas on and, and run it until it gets going and shut it off. Yeah. Um, so that, that pit there, I can cook about 15 briskets max. That, that's all I can max out. Mm-hmm. 15 mm-hmm. briskets, uh, with what I'm doing now with all the other meats too, you know, my turkey, uh, of course, my ribs and, uh, you know, all your sausages. Once I load that thing down, I just don't have a lot of space. I have to get those briskets off and then get the skinny meats on mm-hmm. and do all that. So it's a challenge, man. I'm, uh, you got to have some time management, dude, when you're, you're cooking on a smaller pit and, you're, and you have outgrown it. And you're trying to move here and there. I mean, you know, it's like, hey, it's bring the, the backyard old Smokey out, you know, or something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can cook, at least I can cook a couple turkey breads on that. You know, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's definitely a challenge, but we're going to keep it too, man, uh, especially mm-hmm. at the beginning. So when the new pig gets in, we'll pull that one out and we'll have, which is great too, because we've been asked now since we've opened, you know, before it was hard to get the trailer out in certain spots. Well, now more people are coming to us because they can come out and eat. Mm-hmm. They want us mm-hmm. to pull the trailer out. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so now it's going to be beneficial for that to say, Hey, you know, and we can help out. Like if any of the guys have a barbecue fest or something like that, or, you know, anything like that going on, you know, Hey man, we got our pit too. We can help out and you know, we can pull mm-hmm. out and have some arsenal, you know, for them to cook on and stuff. So, uh, and even if we ever got asked to do that, you know, we, we would have that pit too, uh, mm-hmm. to be able to do sorts of things. But because the, the thousand gallons going to be, you know, that's going to, that's about the same length as that trailer pit. Yeah. So we're going to actually run that stack. You know, when you came out, that thing that the pit's going to be turned. So the, the firebox is going to be on the right hand side and the door is going to be facing towards the customers at the window. Gotcha. Okay. And then the, the stack's actually we're going to take the screen off on the other end and that stack's going to go out that screen and then we're going to flange it. So just like that pit's flange there, Sonny's uh-huh. going to flange. So once he flanged that and pits the bolts in there and stuff, if we ever slid that thing out, we just unbolt it. We don't have to torch or uncut the stack and re-weld it. We just boom bolt it back on. Yeah, kind of like the fold down thing he's doing on the on some of those mobiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, mm-hmm. But we couldn't get it in there like that with the fold down. We had to get it in with just the elbow and then put the stack on outside. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's uh, it's going to work out pretty good. Still, main hold the heat obviously and hold the draw. But you got any names on them pits? The pits. The, the new one's <laughs> going to be Brazos, man. We're going to name it Brazos. We're Brazos mm-hmm. County. We're on the Brazos River. We're just going to name the Butte Brazos, man. Miss Brazos, maybe. <laughs> uh, there you go. Brazos, man. Yeah. So, it's going to look good. Yeah. We want to show the community. We're all about Brazos County, man. And the Brazos Valley, for that matter. You know? Yeah. They kind of tie in Brett and them into that Brazos Valley, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. We got like a 45-minute or 45-mile, I guess, radius. Mm-hmm. Uh, they consider Brazos Valley. So it's, it's yeah. an homage to, to where we grew up and, and, the, and the county. So. Yeah, and that's what's cool about you guys is that you're you're close to brats, you're close to snows, you're yeah, you know, you could 
you know, Louie Miller's is down the way too, you know? So yeah. if you're headed out, uh, out in that area, you can always come and hit, you know, at least those four spots plus, yeah. you know, more that are growing all out in that area. That's cool when they come out and eat that stuff because, like, Brett, we got some of the same customers, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. some of them are Caldwell, you know? So Caldwell's really right in the middle between, you know, us and Brett. So, you know, they'll hit mm -hmm. those up. And then you're right, you know, carry over snows. They, they've all been cool, man, sending people over. You know, some of these guys get on the barbecue forums, of course, too. But it's pretty cool. Like, hey, man, I go to Brett's too. Or, hey, you know, yeah. They you know, go to Brett's, you know? They come in, they go, hey, I'm going through right there. You go to Brett's, you know? So we, it's pretty cool, man. We all, Send each, yeah. each other's way, man. That's what I love about the community. Yeah, I went out there with a good crew, and then there was already a crew there that we knew when we got there. And yeah, it was it's pretty awesome, man. I, I love the whole uh, environment and the whole culture of this barbecue world. No, but I love that. Like I said, man, the community uh, has been outstanding. The camaraderie, you know, what I mean, these guys yeah. uh, and, and gals. It's not just guys, you know. The gals uh, working on, you know, Missy and stuff over at uh, Russell's and. Regals and all those guys, man, they put so much time and effort in what they do, man. It, uh, it's amazing to see. It is amazing to see. Yeah, Misty and Russell, man, those those folks are such good people. I had the great yeah. pleasure of hanging out with them while they were cooking at uh, at Brett's event, and uh, yeah. I can't wait can't wait to get those guys on the on the show as well. But uh, uh, yeah. yeah, man. So let's jump into the menu a little bit here. Um, what were you cooking in the beginning, and has it changed much? What are you cooking now? Well, I'm cooking now. It's pretty much been consistent on the meat side. Uh, a lot of that, you know, Abe's because of the, you know, the amount of pit space we have to cook on. Uh, mm -hmm. So I've kept it pretty limited to the four meats. You know, we do the brisket, ribs, uh, turkey, and uh, hot mild sausage, you know. Uh, you know, we have a local butcher downtown, uh, Bryan area, that does our sausage for us. But we, uh, we kept it pretty simple, man. And uh, as far as the sides, you know, those will kind of rotate a little bit, but we do have the core, you know, the corn casseroles are number one side, the pinto beans. And then, uh, you know, of course, <laughs> you like that corn casserole, man. man. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that, that's that. like, you know, we're talking about ranch man liquid gold. That's just like liquid gold, man. I said, people come in just buy it by the quarts. They asked me to get it by the half pans. Uh, you know, it's. I wish I had more ovens, you know, once we get a kitchen going on out there, man, and get a big oven, man, that's going to be nice because yeah. we get a lot of requests for just half pans, that stuff, man. And it doesn't matter if it's the holidays or regular weekend. They they want it. They want yeah. a big pan. So, I'm ready for you guys to start shipping that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, that blew me away. Probably one of my favorite sides ever. It's just, just so delicious. I remember I got it as a side there, and then I got some to go for the road because that that stuff is just God. It's incredible. What well, what are the other sides? <laughs> yeah, yeah, beans, so, yeah. yeah, man. This other guy that cooks the meat. I do the beans, man. <laughs> <laughs> But man, I give no credit to myself and any of that other stuff. That is my mom, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, man, she's always constantly watching food stuff channels and trying to come up with different things and pit her spin on it. But yeah, you know, we got the loaded mashed potatoes, uh, which is a pretty popular side. So you see, mm -hmm. we're all about the starch, man. We want to really piss <laughs> thick. Oh, yeah. So 
And then we got <laughs> then we got the cucumber salad, which is you know our you know that's our uh, you know, veggie dish, I guess if you really want to say that. Yeah, uh, it's really good. We too, do some yeah. green beans too. We try to rotate here and there. Uh, but yeah, man, but that's pretty basic. I mean, your pinto beans, the corn casserole, loaded mashed potatoes, the potato salad. And we do a different spin on the potato salad you know, with yeah. the red skin, mayo base. Uh, you know, it's it's a little different than your traditional, you know, German style that you get a lot of times in the hill country. So just something different, you know, for people to yeah. try out. So, so but uh, yeah, man, we're looking at doing some different, you know, things, too, as far as the sides go. Like desserts. She does all the desserts from scratch. I mean, the puddings, uh, chocolate, there's no pack. There's not a powder pack that she pulls, you know, tears out and puts some ice water in it. Um, she's, making <laughs> that stuff, she's making that stuff from scratch, man. And uh, even her, her cobblers, all the dough, everything. She's no pre-made doughs, uh, nothing. She's She does it, man. She does it. She's got it going on, man. She's, hey, she's just got it. We got to get her. We got to get her to branch out, bro, and start training somebody to help her out. So she, <laughs> she finally showed my wife some recipes and yeah. stuff, and I said, "You got to back off a little bit. You're gonna wear yourself out." She goes, "I'm already worn out." <laughs> she's got the things in the safe. She's got those recipes locked in the safe and won't even let us touch it. Like, <laughs> man, that 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 gives it that. Uh, that homey feel, man. You feel like you're at your buddy's place eating barbecue. Mama's, you know, cooking, you know, her sides and and oh, desserts. Yeah. I mean, it, it felt so homey. Like I was just at my buddy's, you know, house e- eating. That's that's what one thing that I remember of of going and eating at your you guys' place. Not yeah. only is your is your family all around there, but they're all a part of it, and uh, you know, yeah. you got that that uh that southern hospitality too everyone's just friendly and uh, i remember we took a big old picture out there with a bunch with the big group of folks yeah and yeah it's awesome man love it out there we love it man we we we, we appreciate y'all man we uh we love it so much man we've had people try to get us to go other places even had a guy try to come in like investor do and and stuff and we're just like man this is we love it here this is what we're all you know yeah, absolutely. We don't need to do any of that other stuff, man. This is <laughs> we can add on to where we're at. You know, we can we can I can get some more square footage out there for seating and stuff like that. But man, you know, the things we want to do. I mean, the hall cooking, the outdoor stuff, the things. That we, you know, we're outside the city limits, so yeah. you know, there's certain things we can't do in the city that they can't do in the city that we can do out there. Nothing mm-hmm. against health code violations or anything, but like the smoke and the uh, you know cooking. You know, some things are by residential stuff. And they can't have, they got to have those. That's why they cook on those gas pits or, or stuff like that. It's not because mm-hmm. maybe they want to. Right. They just may be in an area that's coded out where they can't cook on offsets or. Yeah. Offsets. Yeah. Yep. So we get yeah. it, man. It. Yeah. That, that, that's, <laughs> all, that's all a part of the experience, man. Yes, the whole sir. experience. Being out there, seeing the cattle out grazing and, and uh, having this home style food is just, it's incredible, man. You guys are crushing it. So, what 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 are the goals? What's coming up? Obviously, after coronavirus, but what do you yeah. guys have in the works? Well, right now, man. I mean, we, we've been discussing some different things. Of course, you know, having the bigger pits going to really up our production up as far as uh, getting ready for bigger caterings. Uh, along with the uh, football season, now we don't know what entails for the football season either this year. You know, with everything else getting canceled or delayed. Uh, that's big business for us in College Station because A&M, the SEC, 
uh, those other teams that travel through here that uh, come out and eat too. Uh, it's a challenge to see if uh, what they're going to do with that. But uh, we had some big plans for being able to do some more tailgate orders, uh, get stuff mm-hmm. delivered out there, uh, out to Caulfield uh, and things like that, man, which is uh, huge for fall business, not just us, but you know every business around this town. Uh, some of them, that's what they rely on. And Brandon can speak to that too. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. and they they do, and you know the big the big push for us when that that we figured out, you know, drop offs. You know, drop offs to me is I told Brad I, I think it's a, a room a, a lot of room for growth. I think people forget about it sometimes. Like you know, it's just as simple as hey, loading up a few things, go down the road, drop it off. I mean, it may not be that far away, but those people tend to appreciate that you know a lot mm-hmm. because we've had a lot of customers come out since we've made up some and i know this sounds kind of corny these days because of technology but just a simple flyer you know we dropped a couple simple flyers off and they're like we didn't know y'all did this you know the, mm-hmm. the drop-offs and and i think that's what you're going to see uh out of us hopefully in the future is that you'll see some growth in that and you know i'm hoping that uh people will um order more that way because mm-hmm. i think after this coronavirus thing brad and i were talking about this earlier um you're gonna that's kind of the way of the future i think as far as ordering you know we, we've mm-hmm. already got it somewhat you know with that with technology but you know just getting that personal feel from us you know you're getting mm-hmm. you know from our business to their business and and uh you know I think that's what i see in the future as far as for us at 1775 to probably other barbecue places are going to generate that you know the ultimate goal mm-hmm. is obviously to have our indoor kitchen and all that stuff and they can come and sit down more and we have more room but i think the growth is going to be the other yeah mm-hmm. that'd probably be the next phase you know when you ask about you know what what our future plans are man uh the kitchen would be you know right up there you know probably top three as far as things we'd like to get done out mm-hmm. on the property man uh to be able to make life a lot easier, uh, simpler as far as prepping items, having more fridge space, uh, you know, because we're doing will call every day. I mean, we're going to get meat product uh, from our good buddies at Rufino's, man. Thumbs up to Rufino's. Give them a shout out. But yeah, we, uh, you know, we, we go each day, pick up the meat, uh, you know, trim, you know, I, I get the products trimmed, you know, briskets trimmed, get all that stuff seasoned, get them on. Uh, I mean, it's fresh. It's every day. Uh, it, we don't have mm-hmm. a lot of space or room to be always to be ahead of the game. Uh, we're always mm-hmm. kind of going day to day because uh, not having that space available. Uh, so the kitchen is what's really going to help us with extra, you know, refrigeration. Uh, also, the pit room when the new pit gets in, uh, it's going to actually open up a lot more space in that pit room because that trailer is so wide, you know, with the wood <laughs> storage and everything else like that, the fenders, mm-hmm. everything going out that. It's a lot wider than that thousand gallon pits coming in there. Uh, so it's going to offer us a lot more storage in that pit room to be able to maneuver around better, do some more prep out there, uh, you know, and things like that to make uh, the pit guy's job a lot easier. Because there's a lot of running back and forth. <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. You want to limit, you want to limit that. I always told managers, uh, you know, when I was running, the, you know, the big box uh, places, man, that, you know, I need you at the restaurant. I don't need you running around town getting product every day. You know, mm-hmm. So if you have the room, let's get those deliveries in and have them drop it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but unfortunately right now we don't have the, uh, uh, the setup for them to drop off, you know, 
20 cases of brisket or, you know, you know, five, yeah. rack, five cases of ribs, stuff like that. So, uh, refrigeration, you know, in the kitchen and, and, and that, uh, that's, uh, that's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. I can't have a time frame on it yet, but, uh, we like to go in steps, you know, in stages, like we were saying earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. in this, and uh, I think as we go into these steps and we take them, um, each opportunity we're given, you know, we take advantage of it. And, and as we get into the building, uh, uh, yes, obviously that's common sense. It's going to give you, you know, a lot more uh, uh, options to work with. But I think, you know, us finishing up uh, year three, that's right. Yeah. yeah finishing, yeah, this is going to be year three. Uh, going into the next um, you know year or two, uh, hopefully you're going to see a, a little bit uh, a difference out there, you know, with the inside and, and things like that. But you, as a business, you've got to set goals. If you don't set goals as a business, and, yes. and uh, you know things that's obviously realistic that you can achieve, and then things down the road that you can't uh, that you're going to set five year goals, things like that. I, you know, every business owner should set, set something like that. And, and for us, we, we uh, try to be smart with, with what we do. Um, are we perfect? No, nobody's perfect. But, you know, definitely we, we try to do it in steps that uh, will help us out down the road. Yeah, it really yeah. helps is Brain and I with our background. We've got so much management experience over the years uh, with P&Ls and, and different things like that that, uh, I mean, we, we crunch the numbers, man. We'll, we'll crunch it <laughs> and we'll hit line by line and, and you're always looking for areas of opportunity. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we find those areas of opportunities, like he's talking about the delivery stuff. Uh, there's a market for that out here. There's other businesses already doing it with the students. Uh, I'm not, I've heard some bad, you know, I shouldn't say bad things, but some of the delivery services that come pick up at your business and go take them there. I would prefer us to do that. That's right. mm-hmm. you know, it's coming from us. I'm hand delivering that food. I know it's to our spec, our quality, uh, it hasn't had a third person intermediary or whatever to go get it to you. We took it direct to you, to the consumer. And, uh, and that's, that's a big thing. We talked about getting a van and, you know, I've had some of those experiences you were talking about, you know, we do a lot of delivery, you know, food delivery here at the house. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, Hey, let me ask you, what What about uh, 1775? Where did the name come from? Uh, 1775, man. That's the birth year of the Continental Army, man. Uh, obviously, okay. before the Revolution all that. So we, uh, the Army is the oldest branch of military service out there, uh, followed by the Marine Corps. So we want to ensure that, uh, you know, when we're coming up with names, a lot of folks, you know, we talked about putting our last name on there, you know, or, <laughs> or, or something like that. Uh, we talked about pitting like 1836, you know, like Texas Independence stuff on there. But there was already a lot of businesses, like some steakhouses, even some mm-hmm. just different regular businesses already had that stuff. And so I did like probably a lot of people do, man. I just Googled 1775 to see, see how many businesses had that name. I don't think I found one, like just any business. There's some street names, 1775. There's some other other things here and there, but not not businesses really. So. So, man, that'd be cool to you know, tie in uh, my military background uh, with that history along with Texas barbecue, even though obviously, you know, 1775 has nothing to do with the uh, Texas barbecue, but it, it ties that military in kind of like, you know, Rosser's Blue Port, you know, tie yeah, yeah. to uh, to that model, man. of uh, And it's a good talking point, you know, for people that come out that has the meaning of the name and, and it has more meaning 
than what I can give it. You know, it has a lot more history than what I can give it. Uh, mm-hmm. And the military guys, the vets, the retired guys, the active duties, they really, they really appreciate it, man. And, and we have yeah. family, you know, we, we really appreciate the military and everything everybody does mm-hmm. for, for our country and stuff. And of course, like Brad said earlier, you know, we have some family members uh, that were in it. And, uh, you know, when Brad got out, you know, when Brad went in, I was kind of like, man, you really going to do this, you know? And he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it got and real, real quick. It got, it got real quick. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like, man, I'm thankful that he went and did that for our country and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, I mean, there's some times that I'm kind of like, well, maybe, you know, maybe I should have, but you know, at the end of the day, Brad, we wanted to try to tie that in. I mean, Brad uh, really went out uh, as one of, you know, our family members and, you know, and stuff and that went to, go for our country, you know, to protect yeah. our country and stuff. And thankfully he wasn't into a lot of the other mess that's going on, but, uh, Hey, he's here today with us and, and this is where we're at. Yeah. No. And it, you know, the military is, uh, you know, in, in talking to Rossler and, uh, my buddy McGill is out here and, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are involved in the barbecue yeah. community that are ex military. Mm-hmm. Um, heck hell, even Tuffy stones a Marine, you know, and, yeah. uh, it, it, it all it's it's all about the community you know and um you know everybody that i talk to that's been in in the military talks about that community and and uh working together and it reminds them of this whole barbecue you know this whole barbecue thing reminds them of uh of that that community yeah. that they had in the military so def- yeah definitely ties in for sure yes sir yes sir yes sir all right well fellas Thank you so much for hopping on. There is one last question that I like to ask everybody uh, before we uh, we before we sign off, and that's uh, tell me tell me something about yourself that most people don't know. And Brandon, we'll start with you. Oh, I knew you were going to do that, <laughs> man. I don't know. It's 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 pretty uh, pretty tough. I mean, I'm pretty open and honest with people. I mean, a lot of people know me, you know, with a lot of things, but I think. Uh, some of them that that's not close to me is the the drive that I have on trying to be the best that the best that I can. Uh, you know, if it's work, if it's family, if it's you know just anything I do, you know, working on something, and and um, I think uh, all of our family, you know, is that way. Uh, people that know us close see that. Uh, you know, Brad and I've joked a lot about all the hours we put in from management time to you know, what we do in our own personal time when we're doing stuff. And, um, uh, I, I just really want people to understand that that don't know us is we care about what we do. We're passionate about what we do. We care about quality. Um, and a lot of times I say we're perfectionists, you know, uh, we, we don't do it right all the time, but we definitely try to do it right. And we hope that everyone sees that in us. Um, and, um, you know, me personally, uh, I told Brad, when I'm out there, I'm going to give 110%, just like I know he gives 110% out there. And, and that's something I want people to know. Like, the only people who really know that is the ones that see see me on a daily basis, see our families on a daily basis. And so that's what I re- really want the public to understand, that when they uh, meet me or meet my family and stuff like that, that they're going to have, have that uh, dedication out of us. I thought you were going to come out with something like, uh, yeah, I did ballet whenever I was five years old. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, man, my, know, my, my old man's old school, man. 
have any of that now. now. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't gonna go that far, man. Yeah. I've got a story on Brad, but I'm not gonna say it on here. <laughs> but uh no, there there there's things that there's people that know us and there's people that don't don't know yeah. us and, and you know, there's to me in this world today there's a lot of judging that goes mm-hmm. on with things and uh you know, uh Brad Brad's been through a lot, you know, I've been through through a lot in, in our families and you know, everybody has has that, but I'm going to tell you, like one thing that you can't ever take away is the care and debt. You know that that family has for one another. Yeah, and that's what we're here for, man. And and that's I'll fun. tell you, uh, you know, a lot of people ask us all the time. It's like how how do you uh, all work together, <laughs> you know, and stuff. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you, like like yeah, I mean, are we going to disagree on on things? Yeah, but we talk them out, we get through it, and we move on the next day. But um, I'm going to tell you that that's probably uh, something that a lot of people don't know with us. I mean, uh, we've got family members that even ask us like, man, I can't believe y'all work together, you know, like mm-hmm. that. And, um, that's what I feel that, that, that a lot of them that, that don't know us real close out there in the, in, uh, the, the world today that, that may get an opportunity to come to Brian College Station and, and try a barbecue and, and stuff that they get to see out of us, you know, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, yeah. And, and two, uh, I mean, a lot, it, it's it's crazy how the how everything's going right now. You try to stay positive, but that's mm-hmm. that's uh, just how we feel and what we do. And I, I've always said, man, you can taste the passion through the food. Like if somebody really puts their heart into it, you can taste it. And you, you definitely can at your place. Not only is the setting perfect, but um, the food, everything was just fantastic there. And, and uh yeah man this thanks for right here, man. <laughs> <laughs> he does a lot of it man so, all right brad I just you're up <laughs> yeah. well I, t- I tell you what man i uh you know, unless you're really close uh with me over the years i'm a pretty private guy when it comes to my personal stuff but yeah. i uh I, that's why i guess i'm doing pretty good with this coronavirus stuff because i kind of <laughs> I, I stay in my little little square there man but I'm a I'm an '80s B movie guy, man. So oh yeah, like, I'm talking movies like Porky Ski School, uh, you know, the Evil <laughs> Dead a show. I'm talking about you know those style uh, of flicks that you just don't see on TV anymore, man. So, man. <laughs> so if I can find me some like some, some good reruns of that, or you know, some old VHSs even still out there, still have one of those. Uh, some old DVDs, man. But I love those old schools, man. Those are the movies I like to watch, man. Revenge of the Nerds, man. I wish they'd come. Those movies are out today, man. You know, that's that's what keeps me entertained, man. You know, if I'm not, you know, that's what keeps a smile on my face, keeps me uh, keeps me going, man. I, I like that old school stuff, man. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, like, he's true about that. I mean, and Brad is. He, he don't, he don't, he's not as open sometimes as what. What we the rest of us are, you know, there's yeah. a lot of us. I'm a Rocky are. guy too. Like you know, sometimes on TV they'll show Rocky one through five back to back to back. Even though I've seen them a hundred times, <laughs> I'll still watch one through five, man. <laughs> Brad will tell you every. You talk to him about sports, he knows everything about the, about the sports, man. You ask, he can tell you a score from probably twenty years ago, and you're like, how do you remember uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I was yeah, when I was younger, yeah, when I was younger, I really was into that. Uh, you know, that's I, I all I watched was ESPN, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but I don't man, need to I'm get right. that info anywhere. I can Google it. <laughs> right. I, I'm right there with you, man. I, I, I remember all those B movies that uh, <laughs> yeah. from the 80s as well. I, I loved yeah. them all, too. Yeah. 
That's awesome, man. You guys always roll up your sleeves and are always willing to help somebody. I've seen you at the Texas Monthly Festival. I've seen you at Brett's, and you're, you're digging in. And, uh, you know, I've heard nothing but good things about about you guys. And keep, keep after it and uh, wish you the best of luck. Where can people find you on social media? And what's your address out there in uh, Bryan College Station? All right. Well, they can find us out on uh, t- uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, I'm more on the Instagram and Facebook than I am on the Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. You can leave a private message on Twitter if you have a question or issue. Uh, but we're located at 8203 Raymond Stotzer Parkway. And that's okay. College Station, Texas, 77845. Okay. And your uh, social media, is it just uh, 1775? At 1775, yeah, on Instagram. At 1775, okay. Right. And at Slow Smoke 75 uh, on uh, Twitter. I mean, okay. Facebook, I'm sorry. On Facebook, okay. Well, I'll have uh, I'll have your contact information on the show notes. Um, again, thank you guys for taking the time to chat with me, and I wish you the best of luck. Hey man, it's been a pleasure. Hey, we appreciate it, brother. We appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot, bud. You bet, guys. Take care. Right, you too, man. Thanks for tuning in to the I Crush Barbecue Show. Remember. If you like the show, please help us reach more listeners by leaving us a five-star rating on your favorite listening app. Subscribe to get all past and future shows and share with your friends. Check us out on your favorite social media platforms to see our latest updates, announcements, cool pics, and fun videos. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at iCrush. BBQ show. You can always email me at icrushbbqshow at gmail.com. Don't forget to tag us with your favorite picks. We'd love to see what you're crushing. Until next time, keep crushing that cube.